The information on this program is not intended to provide legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice and is not intended to constitute an offer to sell or service solicitation in connection with a product, security, or service. For a full disclosure, please refer to JustDon'tLoseTheMoney.com. Hi, this is Susan Warnick. Welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For more than two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and Just Don't Lose the Money Radio have been broadcasting here in Boston with a focus on helping you prepare for retirement, always following their guiding principles. Rule number one, just don't lose the money. And rule number two, don't forget about rule number one. And now... Here are the guys on Just Don't Lose the Money. Thank you so much, Susan Warnick, and thank you for joining us today right here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. We have got a great show for you today because it really is all about you. Today, we're going to be answering your questions. It's the first of the month, and that's what we do every month here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio with, of course, Sam Lang. Sam, you are always trying to educate and empower people with their retirements, and this show is all about that. How are you? Great to see you. Great to be here. Great to see you. We have a great show, Mike. A lot of greats today. Um, I know exactly what time of the month it is because at the beginning <laughs> of each month, we're doing Q&A. That's the first right. Sunday of every month, we, we take the past month's worth of questions mm-hmm. that people come to our website where you can leave your question. We take all that, we organize it. A lot of them are kind of similar, Mm -hmm. but we pick up the ones that I think people are very interested in and we answer them right here today. Folks, if you want to play along as well for uh, the coming month, uh, you can go to rlwealtheducates.com. Again, that's rlwealtheducates.com and leave your question that way Sam can, you know, hopefully we'll answer it here on the radio, but uh, nonetheless, uh, they will get back with you and try to answer your question uh, as best they can. But today, Sam, it's a little special because there's a lot going on in Washington in regards to retirement planning. And, it, you know, retirement planning yes, is already been <laughs> confusing enough. The House passed a bill called the SECURE Act, the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, isn't it? (laughs) It's a mouthful. So what's in this thing and and how is it going to affect uh, retirees? Let's start this episode with that. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, for those that have been following, you know, that's been really the buzz. It's been all over the newspapers. It's been in the media. The SECURE Act that was uh, passed at the House level, which is going to go to the Senate. Mm-hmm. If it passes there, that's going to go to the president. And it was passed, uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, just before Memorial Day weekend. Uh, there's lots in this in this bill, Mike. I think we don't have enough time on the show to talk about each and every one. <laughs> but six maybe we can highlight pages. Six, six long, long pages. But we can highlight some of the, I think, the really important ones that our radio listeners might find interesting. But as a way of background, really how this all came about, chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means, uh, Richard Neal, him and his colleagues basically say, hey, you know what? Life's changed. Mm -hmm. And so has the retirement landscape. And, And there's a lot of people that are just not prepared for retirement. We're living longer. Mm -hmm. The fact that pensions are really a thing of the past. Sure. So you can't rely on that. So you have to rely on your own savings. But there's many people that are out there working, working really hard that don't have access to either good 401k plans. They're not educated enough. They don't have the right tools maybe inside those 401k plans. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have some current rules and regulations that are dated right that should maybe we should change so in this in this bill there's lots of things that i think are worth mentioning the good news is for many people that are listening if you're a part-timer maybe you're a new parent uh, maybe you're an employee at a very small company that don't have any formal qualified plans like a 401k mm-hmm. maybe you're an older worker facing uh, or turning 70 and a half and you, you you don't know what to do with your required minimum distribution this bill has some changes in there that i think overall is helpful to you right the flip side because there's always somebody's always gonna have to pay there's mm-hmm. always a winner and a loser the bad news is really for the the rich or the ultra rich where they might have a big IRA and they don't need it. There's been this strategy called the uh, stretch IRA, Mm -hmm. which isn't going away entirely, 
but the taxation of that is going to change, and we'll cover that as well. Well, that seems like a good place to start the stretch IRA. First, let's start with what is a stretch IRA? Okay, a stretch IRA is a strategy where maybe wealthier Americans have enough money. They have this IRA now. They know they have to pay taxes when they take it out, Mm -hmm. but they want to pass it on to their loved ones, their kids, their grandchildren, and stretch it, quote-unquote, so they take out money, not all at once, but a little bit at a time, so it's in there for generations to come, but also uh, sort of keep Uncle Sam far away a little bit. <laughs> less of a tax and, hit. Uh, less of a tax hit. You know, we've done a whole bunch of those where we can create a paycheck out of an IRA from, say, dad mm-hmm. to the kids, to even the grandchildren, and that IRA is still intact. The new law, if it goes into law, It's going to say, hey, look, we know we're not going to do away with that entirely, Mm -hmm. but we're going to force people to take out IRAs other than a spouse. So if you leave it to your children, your grandchildren, or somebody else, they have to take that money out over a maximum of 10 years. Okay. So they can take it out at one lump sum over five years, but no more than 10 years. Okay. So they're stretching that to 10 years. Yeah. They're stretching that to 10 years. Exactly. Okay. That's the maximum you can stretch it to. By estimates, if if this goes through, they think they're going to save somewhere around, I want to say it was like seven, $15.7 billion wow. of, of added revenue to the Treasury over 10 years. Wow. So, yeah, behind the scenes, you know, they're saying, hey, we're going to do all this stuff <laughs> yeah. that's good, but we have to pay for it somehow, and that's how they're going to pay for it. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, so if you're just joining us here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio, we're going, uh, basically answering your questions as we do at the beginning of every month, your Q&A show. Uh, but today we're uh, answering the questions about the SECURE Act. And if you haven't heard, the House of Representatives has passed a bill that has you know, doing some changes to some retirement planning techniques. So that's what we're going over today. So thanks for being here. And and you really haven't missed a lot because we just got started. But uh, stretch IRA was the first thing that we talked about. Talk about uh, the increasing tax incentives for small employers uh, to offer uh, retirement plans, because that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So the tax incentive is going to go from $500 to $5,000. Wow, nice. It's a big jump. And the incentive there is very simple. There's probably a lot of employers that are, you know, one man or one, or one, two, three, maybe even five mm-hmm. people, five employee companies. And from time to time we meet people, we'll say, hey, do you have a 401k? No, my employer doesn't offer it. And chances are the company's too small. It's too cost prohibitive to set a plan in place, keep it, you know, administered. I mean, there's ongoing costs. So if you're a small employee, you might say, wow, geez, you know, I don't want to do that. That's good for you, but Mm -hmm. it's not great for your employees because they have no place to put retirement savings. There's no sort of formal plan to make it easy for them. So the new bill says, we'll let all small employers band together and sort of just through the power of numbers, if we can get a pool of 10 small employers and offer a plan similar or the same for all of those employees in their companies, then we can pass the cost along if instead of costing, you know, $1,000 a year, it's only going to cost you 50 bucks a year. Mm -hmm. So it's an incentive for them not only to get a tax credit, but to make it easier for small employers to offer essentially 401k plans. Okay. Another big change is allowing part-timers to participate in in 401ks. And I know that you're a big proponent of that, Sam. That's, That's a really good change. Yeah. I mean, if you think about most Americans today, I, I don't think I meet too many people that don't have 401ks, Mike. Mm-hmm. You have one, I have one. Mm-hmm. Since uh, 1978, when 401ks were introduced, most employers did away with pension plans and essentially put the burden on the actual employee. Well, if you're a part-timer, chances are you don't qualify to participate in that 401k plan. So the change is very simple. Instead of um, having to work at least a thousand hours, you can now work five hundred hours, which is then that's throughout the year, not in right. a week, but throughout the year. <laughs> sometimes it feels and, like that. Though. <laughs> sometimes it feels like that, right? But as a part timer, you have a better chance of being able to participate in that four hundred one k. So right. that's really what that what that little um, little bullet point is. And now this is also interesting. They're they're going to allow penalty free withdrawals from IRAs too. Tell us about that. Yeah, so if you're uh, one year after birth or an adoption of a child, Mm -hmm. new parents 
are allowed to take up to $5,000 from their 401k. You might have to still pay taxes, okay. right? But there's no penalty involved in doing that. Now, that said, it's dangerous. I, and I yeah, I was just going to ask you that. You should have a purpose for every dollar that you save. And if you're saving that money for retirement, well, that's what it should be used for. It shouldn't be used to, because you had a new kid to buy a new crib, mm-hmm, you know, or, mm-hmm. or to buy diapers. Sure, sure. So even though they allow you to take that money out, it's really dangerous to be using your retirement money for anything other than your retirement. So as a last resort, if you would. Yes, as a last resort. Okay. This is, uh, this is interesting, folks. Again, it's the SECURE Act. It was passed uh, through the House of Representatives. It's going on to the Senate. And if uh, these changes are made, there's going to be some uh, changes made to your retirement plans. And, you know, Sam, now's a good time to, to let people know what you guys do. And it's basically answering these tough questions when people are getting ready to retire at Rubino and Langwell Partners. Yeah, very much so. If you have a question for us regarding this new SECURE Act or any aspect of retirement planning, you can simply call us. You know, I'm pretty easy to work with. Mm-hmm. My partner, John um, Conley, Ryan Marston, you know, we're pretty nice guys as, as people. <laughs> we'll answer your questions. No strings attached. You can call us at 617-440-9365. Go ahead and tell the operator you have a question for us. Let us know what the question mm-hmm. is and we'll call you back first thing the next business day. Or you can go to our website, rlwealtheducates.com. That's R-L for Rubino and Lang, mm-hmm. rlwealtheducates.com. And right on that homepage on the right-hand corner, you can go ahead and type in your name and your question, and we will answer it live either on air or we'll call you back and give you your personal question uh, and some some attention. Well, we appreciate you guys doing that, and we really do, because it means a lot. There's a lot of questions out there. When Washington changes things, it makes it even you know more confusing. Uh, so we appreciate you guys doing that. Again, 617-440-9365 or rlwealtheducates.com. And we understand it's Sunday, and you probably can't get to the phone right now. So if you want to call throughout the week, Sam... John and Ryan and the team at Rubino and Langwell Partners and us here at Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. We also extend that invitation throughout uh, the week as well. So back to the SECURE Act here. This one is the one, one of the ones that you said was, was a really big deal, and that's changes coming to our required minimum distributions, basically going from 70 and a half to 72. But Ohio Senator Rob Portman, which the bill now goes into uh, the Senate. So he's telling Fox Business that he would like to see an even bigger change made to these uh, RMD proposals. With people living longer, this requirement that at age 70 and a half, you have to start taking your money out of your 401k or your IRA to start distributing it and pay taxes on it under retirement is crazy. So we say, let's expand the age to 75, not 70 and a half. And then let's say, if you have less than $100,000 in your retirement account, there should be no minimum required distribution at all. So the bill is in the Senate's hands uh, now, Sam. Senator Rob Portman says he wants to raise it all the way up to 75. Now it's at proposed 72. Is this a good thing? I think it's a great thing. If it was up to me, Mike, I'd have no agent. You can defer that money <laughs> for as long want. as you want. But, you know, listen, that's never going to happen. Hey, if you run for office, you got my vote. <laughs> but oh, at least today as we speak, it's probably never going to happen. Um, why? Because nobody's ever paid taxes on that money. Mm-hmm. So IRS is never going to forget that. We say at Rubino and Land, we use this analogy of kind of like getting on the mass turnpike. If you get on the mass turnpike, you can't get off without paying a toll. <laughs> and the longer you're on the highway, the bigger the, the toll the, becomes. The bigger the toll. Right? So that's really the whole sort of background as to why this thing called required minimum distribution is there to begin with. If you've saved, you know, $100,000 of your own money, it's grown to say over the next, you know, the last 40 years, it's grown to say $250,000. Mm-hmm. That $150,000 worth of growth has never been taxed. So the government currently says at 70 and a half, mm-hmm. now I have no idea who thought of that age. I don't know why it's not 70 or why 71, but at 70 and a half, we don't care if you don't need the money. We're going to force you to take out about just a little shy of 4% at 70 and a half. And we're going to make you take that money out. We're going to make you pay taxes on that. We don't care if you don't need the money. We don't care what you do with it, but we want our taxes. And- by itself is a problem because if you miss that 
time frame and you forget to do it or you do it incorrectly, Mike, mm -hmm. the penalty is 50%, 50%. of what you were supposed to, 50%, yes, 5-0. So if you were supposed to take out, say, $10,000, your penalty is $5,000. So you're this out 15 grand because you also have to take out your 10 and the 5 penalty. That's exactly right. Ugh. So now there's a new proposal to say, hey, look, forget the 70 and a half. Let's push it out to 72. Uh -huh. The good news is if that's the case, you don't need the money. What you would now have for the, at least almost two years is the money that you would have paid in taxes to still be in that 401k plan or IRA plan mm -hmm. and have that money earning additional interest or gains for you. So I think it's a win mm -hmm. uh, for most people. I would agree with the senator from Ohio to maybe even push it to 75. Right. But we'll take we'll take what they're going to give we'll us right now. If it goes through 72, I think it's a good start. Absolutely. And we're going to get into another change uh, with the SECURE Act about uh, uh, an annuity option for employers to offer their employees. But I want to spend a little bit more time here on required minimum distributions because this is a big deal. I really, it, it's, it's hard for me to put in words that they're going to make you take your money out. And I know why, because they want taxes, but how do people feel when you say, well, no, you have to take this out? Um, they don't know why. Sometimes we're the bearer of bad news. And right. it's like, you know, we're not to blame for it. That's the law. But many times people get it. They get it. They want their taxes. And they just come back to us and say, hey, you know, there's got to be another option. What mm -hmm. can we do with that money? We have strategies that, in fact, in the second half of the show, there's a question about what to do with RMDs if I don't need the money. So we'll talk more about that. But surely there are things that you can do to soften the blow, to maybe minimize the taxes a little bit, maybe enhance what you give to your kids if mm -hmm. you do it correctly. But there are strategies around what to do with the, your net RMDs. So Sam, this goes always back to what you always talk about. Start as early as you can with the planning, with your retirement planning. You guys have the 365 retirement plan, which we're also going to talk about coming up here in just a yes, little sir. bit. But if you start yeah. early enough, like you said, you can minimize that required minimum distribution hit. Yeah, the fact of the matter is retirement planning doesn't happen by itself, Mike. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you work, you save money. And in fact, I'd say nine out of 10 people we see, they're great at saving money. They've done their job accumulating that money. What they don't have is a written retirement plan sort of mapping things out for their second half of their lives. Right. You know, when you stop working, it's a different ballgame. You yeah. got to sort of invest your money differently, maybe be a little bit more conservative. You know that you're going to have to take out some income because of RMDs. Maybe you don't have enough income coming in from other sources of income and you need to start withdrawing money even before 70 and a half from your retirement accounts. So you need to go into retirement knowing what you can and cannot do. You can't just go in and say, hey, I hope this works, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's where the 365 retirement plan comes in. You know, our, our mission statement at Rubino and Lang is very simple. Be here to help people that are pre-retirees and post-retirees and, and more deeper definitive on the pre and the post-retirees. Generally speaking, it's 10 years before you retire and the first 10 years of your retirement where you're having the most fun. Mm -hmm. Those 20 years are critical. We want to help people understand how as easy it is to organize all of your retirement savings, where to put the money, what products to use, what investments to choose, and really have a written plan for you. So when you go into retirement and the paycheck stops, nothing skips, you don't skip a beat, you can pay your bills and enjoy retirement, and just go into those last 20, 30, hopefully even longer years with added confidence. You don't have to go at it alone. Retirement planning is difficult enough. Sam and the team at Rubino and Langwell Partners, they're here for you. And if you have questions or if you'd like to get started today, just call 617-440-9365. Tell the operator you want to sit down with Sam and the team to go over your retirement and make sure that you have a 365 retirement plan when you retire. Again, that number 617-440-9365. 365. Back to the SECURE Act and what that means for you and your retirement. Sam, big change here that will encourage employers to provide an income option on their 401k. Tell us about that. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. Very few employers today embed like an annuity option or an income option right inside the 401k plan, right inside of those choices. Mm -hmm. um, and in the SECURE Act, the government is actually saying, hey, look, Pensions are gone. 
you as an employer, you have a responsibility to make sure when you when your employee leaves, you know, they can still pay the bills. So let's put an income option, an annuity option as a choice of how they can set aside money while they're accumulating that money. Like in my case, I, I have a 401k plan here, Rubino and Lang. I don't know how many choices we have in there. Maybe 40 different choices. Mm-hmm. They're all accumulation choices. You know, some stock choices, some bond choices, some target date funds. And in my case, I'm 53 years old. I have about a 60-40 split. 60% in growth, 40% in safe things. If I had an income choice as, as where I can put my money in my 401k plan, I might now have a 60% growth portfolio, just like right now, but instead of 40% fixed income, I might have a 40% allocation inside some type of an income annuity hmm. that's going to grow, principles protected, but it's what it's designed to do is when I stop working, it's designed to replicate that paycheck or a portion of my paycheck that I'm getting now. So have the buckets of money designed to, some of it to grow, some of it to look like a paycheck, looks like, looks like a pension. So the end goal is, is when you stop working, your paycheck doesn't stop. Yeah, or, or at least you, get, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Just very simple, Mike, because we don't have pensions, the government is saying, hey, look, we don't want to stick it to the employees and make them pay the employees a pension but give the employees a choice to create their own pension. Huh. Let's get to the questions here. I've heard people talk about the buckets of money approach. Have you heard of that, Sam? Uh, yes, I, I've heard of it. I think it started with Dave Ramsey. So he, he started talking about the buckets of money. Um, I didn't buy into it. I actually truly believe in it. I have buckets of money for myself. And really, and, and I'll just use myself as a guinea pig. I think in today's world, people save money with no specific purpose other than to, of course, grow it. Right. But they don't know what that money's for. There's no outcome, right? That money over there is to to buy a new car. That money over there is to educate the kids. That money there is to give me a a paycheck when I retire. Mm -hmm. Most people are just saving money just to save money. So how I sort of envision helping my clients kind of goes back to my mom. My mom, God rest her soul, she died at 95 years old, lived a great life. But I remember every Sunday morning, we would have cinnamon toast. That was a raisin toast. That was a, like our treat for the, for the week. <laughs> but my mom would do the budget right at the kitchen table. And she had envelopes. She had an envelope for groceries. She had an envelope to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. She had an envelope to, to uh, pay the, the water bill. She had an envelope to pay the electric bill. And if she put money in an electric bill envelope, that's what it was for. Yeah. You know? So how I try to try to share that idea with people that are saving money, especially in retirement, I think everybody needs to have enough money in the bank. So that's the liquid bucket. Money in the bank is not to earn 10%, okay? Mm -hmm. Money in the bank is one or 2%. It's not to get rich, but it's there. It's there. You don't have to worry about where the money's going to come from if an emergency arises. So we like to always say, if at all possible, think about having six to 12 months of your of your expenses in the bank, already set aside. So that's one bucket, liquid money, safe money, bank money. The second bucket ought to be, this is where I'm gonna take income from when I stop working. And we always say this sort of jokingly with a grin on our face, when you stop working, you know, the paycheck stops, but the bills don't stop. Mm -hmm. But that's a true statement, you know? So if you stop working, you get paid every week, well, that's gone. You're gonna now get social security. Maybe you might get a small pension and chances are it's not enough. So we want to have enough money set aside. And if you say to me, Sam, I need an additional $3,000 to not only get by, but to enjoy retirement, we're going to put enough money in that income bucket to give you as close to as on a guaranteed basis as possible, that $3,000 a month that you can count on. We don't, we don't have to worry about, hey, the market has to go up in order for me to pay my bills. So that money so doesn't change. Number two. That money doesn't change. And then sometimes we use products that have inflation adjustment, COLA adjustments, right. so we can keep up with inflation. We really encourage that. But having enough money in an income bucket, we find that probably, if I had to guess, 70, 80% of the time with people that we see, they don't have that bucket of money that's hmm. gonna give them that reliable, predictable income. Interesting. All right, so that's bucket number two. Yeah, interesting, exactly. Bucket number three is designed for money 
that you want to grow. You have time on, on your horizon. Maybe you can leave it alone. We know that, and I know that, I'm 53 years old. I've seen good days, good years, you know, recently, more red than green. Mm -hmm. So it can get very volatile if you put money in the stock market, stock mutual funds. I have that stuff. I I, I don't want to say I like it going down, but I know it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. So if I have money designed for growth, that's what the intended purpose is, is to leave it alone, let it grow. Hopefully it grows to more today than, than yesterday, but I don't have to rely on that money or panic if the market's going down because I'm, I'm, I'm needing that money to withdraw from to pay my bills. But at a minimum, three buckets. I have some, um, I sit on a board at, at my children's school. I, I'm surrounded by super intelligent people. I don't have much to say on this board because everybody, <laughs> I, I, you know, they're, they're just nice, nice people. But, you know, people are talking about private equity and gold. And so you might have, fourth buckets, fifth buckets, sixth buckets, but at a minimum, I think for most retirees that are listening, three buckets, liquid bucket, income bucket, growth bucket. All right, very good. If you have questions about uh, what buckets you have or what's going to be best for you, you can always give Sam and the team at Rubino and Langwell Partners and just don't lose the money radio call. We're going to give you that information coming up here, but let's continue with the questions here on the Q&A show. My son lives with his family in Sacramento, I want to make sure I can stay in my home as long as I am alive and not be a burden to anyone. I looked into uh, long-term care insurance, but it's very expensive. Do you have any suggestions? Um, I concur. Long-term care insurance is very expensive. And on top of that, it's something that you hate writing a check and paying for it, but you don't want to use it either. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you have it, you don't want to make use of it. It's kind of like car insurance, Mike. You, you have a car, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and let's say you pay $1,000 a year for your car insurance. You don't say, well, you know, I'm covered <laughs> if I crash my car into a telephone pole, yeah, so here I go, that. you know? <laughs> so just because you have long-term care insurance, you don't say, hey, you know, I paid for this. I want, I, want, I want to make use of it. Who wants to go into a nursing home facility? Nobody. So we see this, I don't want to say all the time, but often enough to have a conversation. People that don't have a close family nucleus, they, like in this person's case, the son lives in Sacramento. That's on the other side of the country. Hmm. Uh, maybe we yep. have people that have never had any children. You know, maybe, maybe you're divorced or, or you're widowed and your children are, are far away. So now you're in the rowboat alone. You got both oars. It's either you or nobody. So in that case, we find that there are other alternatives that people can turn to because the problem doesn't go away, right? right? If you get sick, Who's going to take care of you? If you don't have a son around the corner or a daughter downstairs, you have to take care of yourself. And if you don't want to go into a nursing home, and most people don't, um, we find that a lot of clients would rather just stay right at their house, have either home health services or have you know a private nurse or a, a, a friend or a loved one come a few hours a day and pay them for it. But at the end of the day, it costs money. So an alternative to traditional long-term care insurance, which essentially is an insurance policy that you pay every single year and you either use it or you lose it. You get no benefit if you don't use it. There are life insurance policies today, life insurance policies that pay you when you die, or pay, not you, because you're dead, but pay your heirs when you pass away. <laughs> right, right. But those life insurance policies have what they call living benefits. So you can use that life insurance proceed while you're alive, if you qualify and you cannot perform two of the six activities of daily living and use that money before you pass away. So like in my case, I have a million dollar life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. This policy says it will pay my wife Eileen a million bucks if Sam Lang were to die. But it also says if Sam Lang cannot perform two of the six activities of daily living, I can take from that million dollars before I'm dead now 2% per month. So 2% of a million dollars is 20,000. So I can draw up to $20,000 a month to hire somebody to come take care of me. Maybe I have to build a, a ramp in my house. Maybe you know I'm confined to a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just, I can't bathe myself, address myself or cook for myself without causing danger to myself. And I have a home health aid that comes in. I can draw down 20 grand a month and let's assume I did that for 10 months, so now I've drawn $200,000, and 
and I pass away, well, they'll subtract that $200,000 from the original million, and now my wife gets $800,000, not the full million, but I was able to use somebody else's money rather than my own money. Hmm. That's the beauty of those policies. And those things exist. They've been around for about 10 years. Another option is to use income annuities where your income either um, increases or in some cases doubles. We had a case, a situation come in. We did a husband and a wife, you know, 10 years ago, the husband passed away. The wife's been taking income from an annuity. She was getting $3,000 a month. The son says, hey, my, my mom can't take care of herself. We've been killing ourselves going there after work and trying to take care of her, her but now it's just becoming a, you know, a problem. Right. It's, it's, it's really a toll on me and my wife. We delivered such good news because we, t- we were able to tell these people, the $3,000 now that your mom is getting, as long as we can get a doctor's note that says mom cannot do two of the six activities of daily living, that 3000 is going to double now to $6,000. Wow. When all her money's gone, yeah, right. exactly, wow. When all her money's gone, it's going to revert back to the $3,000 for as long as she's alive, even if you, she used up all her annuity money. So that's a way of sort of in a roundabout way protecting yourself if you need home health care or nursing home care without buying the insurance. You know, it, it's such a, a a tough subject to talk about. And we thank you for, for bringing this question up to Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. But it's also good to know, Sam, that there are solutions out there uh, to yeah. these problems that, are pe- that people are facing. You know, we address these questions every single day. You know, I, I and again, Mike, this is going to sound corny. Sam, you're so passionate and this and that. I really am. I'm always looking for... Uh, barriers that people in retirement face, problems, concerns, worries that people are faced with, and come up with alternatives, solutions, new type of solutions that people can use and implement. And we do that through what we call the 365 retirement plan. We use the word 365 Mm -hmm. simply because it's 365 days in a year. We developed this plan about a half a dozen years ago. It's a three-ring binder that has a bunch of information in there. And it takes somebody throughout their retirement years. It shows people how they can organize their savings, protect it, help you grow it, help you create an income stream that you can pay your bills, Mm -hmm. address taxes. What's the difference between marginal tax bracket and traditional tax bracket? We can help you take money out that maybe you're paying less taxes or, or not get bumped into a higher tax bracket. We address estate planning concerns, like you know maybe you should have a trust versus just a simple will. And then the last component is about asset protection. How do you pay for these, and we hear it so much, high cost of home health care, high cost of medical period in retirement. How do you address those things? We put all that together, and that's called the 365 retirement plan. And I got to tell you, if, if you don't, if you've never sort of done that process, you really can't retire with security just hoping you'll be okay. You know, right. having a bunch of money in different places means you did a good job saving money, but it doesn't mean you have a plan to retire with added confidence and comfortably. Well, uh, let's do this. Uh, since we do this on the show pretty regular, I think this is a good time to do this as we're answering questions. If uh, if folks out there want to to sit down with you, with your partners, John Conley and Ryan Marston, or anyone at the team at Rubino and Langwell Partners, and go over their very own 365 retirement plan, can we open that up for our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. Let me go ahead and do that. Um, if you want a sit down with myself, John Conley, who's one of my partners, Ryan Marston, my other partner, all three of us, one of us, two of us, doesn't matter. Give us a call, no strings attached. We will give you an hour of our time. We will listen very hard to your worries, your concerns. And in that first meeting, we're going to get a pretty good gauge as to the extent of your worries. Can we help you? Mm -hmm. If we can, we'll offer another meeting to show you in that 365 plan what we can do. Once in a while, Mike, we actually meet people that have done everything we would tell them to do, and they've done a good job, <laughs> and we tell them that. And that's good. You know, you yeah. want a second opinion. Did I do a good job? Yes, you did. Have a nice life. But the reality is that I'd say, I'd say nine out of 10 times, Mike, we find that people can make small adjustments to what they're doing and ultimately just have a more secure and a better 
plan of attack going into retirement. So if you call that number, as we said earlier, 617-440-9365. Again, that number is 617-440-9365. Tell the operator you want to sit down with one of us. You want a complimentary consultation. That's exactly what it is, complimentary. Somebody from my office, it could even be myself, will call you back tomorrow to have a dialogue, to have start a dialogue and have a conversation and see if we can help you. And if we can, let's set up a meeting to do that. That's incredible access. I got to tell you, uh, that's that's very nice, very, very generous uh, of you and the folks over at uh, Rubino and Langwell Partners. Sam, your team. Again, that number is 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. Back to your questions. I turned 70 and a half this year. I'm confused about how to take my RMDs, required minimum distributions. Sam, can you explain? Yes, for sure. It is uh, a common question. It sounds confusing. Listen, it's not that confusing. It's very simple. You take all of your IRAs, 401ks, tax-deferred accounts. Once you reach 70 and a half, the year that you turn 70 and a half, you have to take some of that money out. There's a government IRS table that tells you exactly how much you need to take out so there's no mystery involved. Mm -hmm. I think where people get goofed up is 401ks, IRAs, what's the difference? Well, if you're working, there are some differences. If you're working, you have a 401k, your current employer, you could be 71, 72, you don't have to touch that. But if you have IRA rollovers, you do have to take out required minimum distributions. If you're retired, it doesn't matter if you have 401k money or IRA money or traditional IRA or rollover IRA. The only thing that you don't have to take money from is a Roth IRA. So part of the process of that 365 retirement plan or part of any process that you go through, you want to make sure you have the required minimum distribution really kind of on autopilot. You don't want to have to remember to make those decisions every year. So like in our case, my one of my assistants, Beth, she does a great job. If you're a client of ours, we say, hey, look, this is your RMD. Do you want this to continue until you change your mind? Yes. When do you want it? Um, I'll take it December 1st each and every year as a lump sum. Or as many cases, people take it over a course of an entire year and they take it monthly. So we set that on autopilot. It's automatic. It goes right into your bank account. But folks, if you're listening, it's really important to do it right because the the hitch is if you do it incorrectly, the penalty is severe. It's 50%. Wow. So we want to make sure that you're taking all the precautionary measures to take out the RMD correctly. If you would like to submit your question when we do our Q&A show, you can go to rlwealtheducates.com. Again, that's rlwealtheducates.com. Final question. I'm doing my research on the best way to prepare for retirement. I've been to two different firms. One tells me to go into annuities and the other one is telling me to stay away. Sam, can you comment? Um, Yeah. Like everything else, there's no sort of general answer. This is a good thing for everybody, right? It really all depends on your particular situation. You know what What I find funny though, Mike, is sometimes people, even folks that are on radio stations or sort of quote unquote experts, they're always saying, hey, you know, it's such a terrible thing. Stay away from mm-hmm. it. Like, like this one advisor this person probably went to. On the flip side, it's the best thing. Everybody should have it. There's no asset class, that is always the right answer, always the wrong answer. So like a lawyer would probably say, it really depends. You know, that's, <laughs> it really it really comes down to it really depends. One of the things that we do at Rubino and Langs, we go through an analysis and we take a look at what it is that you're looking to do. And if you say, hey, look, you know what? I, I want some protected income. I want to make sure I have an income stream when I retire. Or maybe, hey, I have some money set aside. I'm not willing to take on risk. I'm more interested in protection of principal, uh, as a primary goal, secondary, you know, if I make some interest, great. That might be a discussion that we have around annuities. If you say, hey, John, I want you to, to put together a portfolio for me. I'm willing to take on risk and I want that to grow. Accumulation is my game uh, I, I, and I'm willing to take on risk. I just want that to grow as quickly as possible. That's probably not an annuity conversation. Mm-hmm. 
So there's so many different types of annuities out there. It's There's no one type that's the best. It's not always the right fit. In fact, we have a video series at Rabino and Lang's called After the Paycheck. It's a monthly video series that people can can uh, subscribe to. It's generally hosted by myself, my, one of our colleagues here, uh, Adam, either with John or with Ryan, myself. But from time to time, we have chiropractors on, we have doctors. Recently, we had a home health care owner on to talk about what's the difference between nursing home and home health care. One of the recent series I addressed is sort of the pros and cons and demystifying this whole annuity bit. And getting back to this person's question, you know, how can one company say it's the best thing since sliced bread and the next advisor I go to say, hey, completely stay away from it. If you go back to what we talked about earlier, Mike, the SECURE Act, Mm -hmm. one of the changes that the government is proposing because people are not doing a good enough job making sure they're going to be they're going to be okay in retirement paying their bills one of the proposals is to allow employers from the general electrics and the gillettes of this world to the small company put in an income option right inside the 401k so people can put their hard earned money there so they can have an income stream now if they're doing that they're doing that for a reason cuz there are many cases it's exactly what people need. Hmm. So to answer that person's question, you really need to sit down, take a look at what you've done, take a look at what you need before you can say, hey, look, an annuity option is a great option or a terrible option. Well, I've heard you say, forget about what the name is, worry about what it does and what it can do for you. And that's a great way to- That's uh, a good way of putting it. Yes, to yes describe absolutely. That. So Sam, uh, thanks again. Uh, we appreciate you doing this, uh, You know, carving out this time to answer our questions. Folks, again, if uh, you would like to submit your question for the Q&A show, we do it at the beginning of every month here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. You can go to rlwealtheducates.com. Again, that's rlwealtheducates.com and submit your question. Or if you want to sit down with Sam, and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, you can do that uh, as well, either today on Sunday or you can do it throughout the week. They open up that invitation uh, to you as well.